Tom Brady decides on life after football with a mega deal. Todd McNair speaks about rookie running back Rashad White, while Clyde Christensen says that Kyle Trask is not competing for the backup quarterback role. And Evan is finally able to give us his reaction to the Bucks draft. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Bucks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. We thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I am James Yarko, rejoined by Mr. Evan Klosky of 10 Tampa Bay. You can check out all of my written work over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JYarko underscore Bucks, at E. Klosky, WTSP. And, of course, you can follow David Harrison, my regular co-host, at D. Harrison 82 Again, we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. And Evan, something that we're going to get uh, at least 11 more years of viewing is the face of Tom Brady, because Tom Brady has agreed to a 10-year, $375 million deal with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No, with Fox Sports to become their lead analyst. Reportedly, but yeah. (laughs) Allegedly. Yeah. uh, He's essentially taking over the Troy Aikman role as the lead analyst on the top uh, broadcast duo once he retires. So he's kind of the answer for CBS's Tony Romo. Uh, And so Fox is adding the biggest NFL name possible to their lineup. Uh, Fox Corporation Executive Chairman and CEO Lachlan Murdoch said, quote, we are delighted that Tom is committed to joining the Fox team and wish him all the best during the upcoming season. Once retired, Brady is going to join the new number one play-by-play guy, Kevin Burkhart, on the Fox Game of the Week during their NFL coverage. So, Evan, your thoughts on 10 years of Tampa Tom in the booth? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, the deal is obviously a little bit shocking when you see the numbers. Again, if they are the numbers and you factor in 23 years of playing football, the guy, nobody has been better in a sport, quarterback, seven championships, five Super Bowl MVPs. Uh, He's getting beaten and battered every Sunday by 250 to 300 pound men. And uh, he's going to make less money over those 23 years than what he's going to get for sitting in air conditioning with a pea coat and some makeup for 10. That, yeah. The guy has found the cheat code to life. And may we all figure out what kind of fountain of youth he's drinking from. It's, uh, it's, I'm not 100% sure if he's actually going to be in the booth for the entirety of that contract. It might be more of a headline, might be more of a, hey, let's, you know, like in baseball, just like non-guaranteed money versus guaranteed money. Um, if Brady ever wants to go into an ownership role, he's going to have to give up that role. Sure. So they certainly are going to want him in the booth for 2025 when Fox has the Super Bowl again. They'll have the Super Bowl this year, obviously, without 
Brady, uh, unless yeah, he, um, unless he's on the field uh, for the game, of course. But that kind of gives me an indication that at the bare minimum, Brady's got maybe one more year. We all kind of think this is it. We kind of think this is the last ride finally. But if he did want to scratch the itch for one more year, I think he could do that. And um, But he's got to be in the booth for 2025 because they, they're not going to give you that much money to not be there for the Super Bowl season and build that up the entire year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely a fair point. And I was honestly kind of surprised at, at the news in general before the numbers even came out because sometimes the best players don't always make the best analysts, right? I mean, Troy Aikman has done a, a phenomenal job for it still doesn't feel like as long as it's been, but he's been in the booth for what, 20 years now, maybe even more. Um, you know, and he's he's done really, really well. Tony Romo, I I one of the people that thinks he does a good job over there. But I mean, people think that Romo doesn't do a good job. Yeah, uh, people don't. They they got real burnout on the Romo shtick pretty quick. Um, but you take a look at at big names like you know Brett Favre, Peyton Manning. You know these guys. I mean, Peyton Manning has now found his niche doing the simulcast of of Monday Night Football. But it's not usually these these massive names that end up going into the broadcast booth and so i'm excited to see what what tom can bring and and there's a lot of knowledge that he can pass on to fans and and people learning the game that's why i always loved john madden so much growing up is because john madden for a young child trying to learn the game of football did a great job of explaining the obvious because to a, a kid it wasn't obvious right but you know as you got a little bit older you're like oh okay john we get it um so i'm i'm really intrigued by what kind of style tom is going to adopt in all of this what kind of tricks of the trade he's going to be willing to share if he's going to be you know kind of playing that Romo role where he's predicting what plays are about to happen just based on the set. Um, so I, I think it's a great move by Fox. It's obviously a marquee name after losing Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. And um, I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting for sure. Yeah. And I'll say this, Brady's going to be fantastic in the role. I don't know to how, you know, your point was the cadences, the style that I'm a little bit unsure of, but he was, Really good on the simulcast with Peyton Manning and Eli Manning last season when he jumped on there. He knows all the plays before the play is happening. Now he'll actually get inside information on top of that, which will only help him. So it's really tough to imagine that Tom is not going to thrive in that role. Will he be the the Tony Romo guy who's, you know, jacked up and calling out the plays before they happen? I don't know, but there is arguably nobody smarter in this world than Tom Brady at breaking down a defense and understanding what's happening there. It's what is he going to provide on the, the defensive side, which is going to be interesting, uh, you know, and, and that's sort of the stuff that, that I'm most intrigued to, to hear about because he's a one dimensional figure for all of us right now. He goes up there in offense and executes, but he has to have extensive defensive knowledge as well that, he doesn't really need to flex because it's not his position, uh, nor do we need his opinions on it right now. So that will be cool. And, um, you know, just to, when he 
finally does hang it up to hear some of the stories and some of the insights he gives, maybe let down that wall. Because a lot of players, when you talk with them now that they're on the broadcasting side of things, they're willing to certainly share a lot more than what they were in those production meetings as a player. And Peyton Manning is, is somebody who's at the forefront of admitting that that in those production meetings, he gave very little. I'm sure Tom does the same thing, but now that he's on the flip side, he can uh, he can say whatever he wants because he ain't going back to the league, or you would think. So that that's those are kind of the things I'm looking for. I'm looking for his debut when they show him in the booth for the first time, and he's wearing all eight of his Super Bowl rings uh, for the first call because that would just be that would just be too much fun. All right. Coming up in just a moment, we are going to talk about why Kyle Trask is not the guy. And we're going to talk about why Rashad White very well could be. But first, summer is coming. With your summer, you are going to need food on the go. And Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. Throw them in your bags. Throw them in the kids' backpacks. Make sure that everyone has a bar so that you are fueled for your summer adventures. The best part about Built Bars they are healthy and delicious. You don't have to sacrifice taste for health. With Built Bar, you can have both, and it's easy. All you have to do is go to Built.com and order now. All the Built Bars and Built Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate, and that means with Built Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. With the Built Puffs, you have flavors like banana cream pie, and churro with the ogs you have cherry barcia cookies and cream peanut butter brownie all kinds of different varieties if you're not sure what your favorite flavor would be go ahead and order a mixed box and you are going to get to try all these different amazing flavors go to built.com use promo code locked 15 you're going to get 15 percent off your order again promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at built.com Segment two here of the Locked On Bucks podcast. And we thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or view of the day. A couple of coaches met with the media, including offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich, quarterback coach Clyde Christensen. You had running backs coach Todd McNair. But Evan, Clyde Christensen just broke the hearts of Gator fans across the state of Florida. When he said on Tuesday that he didn't see Kyle Trask being able to compete for the backup quarterback job with Blaine Gabbard. Yeah, the, the quote here that we're all referencing is, uh, quote, I think it's more of a learning year. I don't see him competing with Blaine Gabbard this year. He could do it. All the odds are stacked against you. You can't rep everybody. It's hard to get Gabbert enough reps. So we'll prepare Gabbert as the number two. There's always competition. There's always someone looking out for your job. But Gabbert, I don't see that being an either or. I see Gabbert being the backup and Kyle being a developmental guy. And we'll rep them that way. And, you know, that's just one quote in about a 10-minute conversation with Clyde Christensen. And a lot of fans I've seen on social media are just running wild with the fact that the Buccaneers do not like Kyle Trask. He's not developing. He's not good. Whatever you want to say about him. And, you know, Clyde was very honest, to be honest. Uh, usually you don't get coaches that transparent. 
he really was he was like man thank god brady came back because <laughs> man we were going into camp with gabbard and trask and that wasn't like i mean he didn't say it like that i mean he, but he pretty much did um but here here's my take on this all right and and here's where i think moving forward first and foremost brady munches a ton of practice reps he values practice immensely okay so when you hear Clyde talk about well there's not many reps to go around that's because Brady wants the reps that's important to him so who's going to get the second reps Blaine Gabbert or the guy who hasn't suited up in one professional game now you might say well why is Trask not trumping Gabbert this year after the quote-unquote redshirt year well the fact of the matter is is a rationally or irrationally the buccaneers love blaine gabbert they believe he is a nfl starter and they were going to ride with him into this nfl season and bruce arians before he retired even admitted that he was kind of excited or, or maybe it was during the retirement announcement that he was getting excited of the prospect with gabbert as his quarterback because he wanted to shove it to the league and say, look, I told you he's good. You know, he's a firm believer that he kind of got stuck in a bad situation and he's been written off. So the Buccaneers love Blaine Gabbert. And I would argue the numbers and the resume do not speak to the infatuation, but that he's experienced. He's been, you know, he's been on the field. So that's their guy at number two. Uh, After that, there really wasn't any reps to give. All of them were gone. And when the season starts, they don't have time to really develop Kyle and give him some of those coveted practice reps with Brady in tow. So the thing is, the Buccaneers coaching staff really doesn't know what they have in Kyle Trask. He could be good. He could be bad. He could be nothing. He could be something. But the fact is, he redshirted last year, didn't really sniff any responsibility, and was just there to learn kind of process and just work with Clyde and some coaches before practice began, which is why OTAs is so important for him to prove himself that he's, you know, from when he got drafted to where he is now, that the progression did happen. But we're not there at OTAs yet. Like, we haven't reached that point. So Clyde's talking too early in his process for him to properly explain where Kyle will be because they don't know. Byron doesn't know either. They they got, in their eyes, a talented guy last year, and they'll continue to develop him. And I don't think there's anything wrong with a guy sitting back behind the goat, mind you, and just continually, you know, being able to process and learn without the pressure of performing. Now, I would argue, I don't think that they can ice Trask back-to-back years. I think that would be foolish for the future of this franchise it is pretty obvious that brady will not be here next year i'm not going to rule it out but it seems like that's the way it's going with brady committing making some commitments to his future and none of them being an extension on his contract so let's just work on the assumption that brady's gone after this year wouldn't you like trask to have some practice time some reps so that you know entering next season where you're at a quarterback and you're not just wishing upon a well. So those are really my thoughts on the Clyde situation where some people are, I think, jumping to conclusions, which 
are bad assumptions and where I also believe that they could be right, but we don't know. Kyle Trask is undefined at this point. There is no analysis. We don't know enough. I think the problem kind of stems from the way that, that the NFL has evolved over the years, because Evan, you and I remember way back in, in a age of the NFL where you drafted a quarterback and he may not see the field until his third or fourth season. And there was nothing wrong with that. It was the, the slow methodical development of a quarterback. Now, when a quarterback gets drafted, it, it almost doesn't matter where he gets drafted. It's we need to see him and we need to see him right now. And you don't need to do that with Kyle Trask. If God forbid, if Tom Brady goes down and the Bucks need a, a starter for two weeks. Yeah, I'm hitching my wagon to Blaine Gabbard before I'm hitching it to Kyle Trask right now. There's nothing wrong with that. It's not an indictment on Kyle Trask. There's nothing wrong with a slow development to get him acclimated and ready for the NFL game. And kind of this instant gratification and, and this inability to understand that you don't have to see him on the field right this minute, you know, it, it's, it doesn't matter is I think people get too wrapped up in it. I agree with you wholeheartedly. He's going to need reps. He's going to need opportunities on the practice field because he's not going to get them on the NFL field other than preseason games. And again, there's nothing wrong with that for this year. Maybe moving forward, yeah, he needs to get some some time on the field. And, and maybe like you were suggesting a, a mere month and a half ago, the, the Bucks are going to punt on next season because you have all this dead money tied up in Tom Brady and you have you know a, a quarterback that hasn't played an NFL snap yet and you're you're gonna throw him to the wolves and see what happens. But instead of throwing him to the wolves like the commanders could do with Sam Howell this season, you're throwing him out there with two years of experience, with two years of of learning, two years in the system two years of development under his belt, not six months. So the I, I realize I tease and, and I joke about how, you know, Trask is, is never going to see the field and yada, yada. And I do that, you know, tongue in cheek because we have some diehard Gator fans that are listeners and I know it just kind of bugs them. Uh, I, I do the same thing with Florida State fans, except I can't really stand Florida State fans because they think every player that comes out of there is a Hall of Famer. But <laughs> there's nothing wrong with the slow, methodical development of Kyle Trask. So I have I have zero issue with Clyde Christian saying, no, he's not competing for the backup quarterback spot this year because he doesn't need to compete for the backup quarterback spot this year. He just needs to continue to grow as an NFL player. So, and, and I just want to say this very quickly. Clyde mentioned also in that press conference about how Kyle's uh, development really has been shaped this way. High school, he mm -hmm. played behind the Eric King, I, if I remember correctly, sat out a couple of years, emerged, and was tremendous. Uh, Florida transferred there, I believe, and sat out some time, emerged, and was successful. Uh the two-year gap, this is very much what Kyle has done his entire life. And it's not going to be foreign for him. 
So I also think as far as his per personal growth, um, he's very comfortable in this scenario. So we'll see. But again, Kyle Trask, Brady came back. Guess what? He was never going to play anyway. So, you know, let's let's worry about this more so for next year. But I do think that, A, the team needs to suit him. Suit him up on a Sunday. I don't need Griffin as a number three. Suit up Kyle Trask, all right? Because odds are he ain't getting in the game. I'm not saying – I'm not trying to jinx it, but the odds say the one and the two are not getting injured on the same day. Suit him up. Let him be there on the bench listening to Brady and Gabbert and Byron in-game adjustments, that's the next step in the development. You know what you have in Ryan Griffin. I'm sorry. If Griffin's out there, you're going to stink. You're going to stink. He, he's not going to save you. You got The ship is sinking. So I'd rather the ship sink with a, a young guy than what I know in Ryan Griffin, who is very good in the quarterback room, who is a formidable quarterback for or maybe three, whatever. But the fact of the matter is I don't think anybody's going to be like, oh, we got Ryan Griffin, like, we're just fine for these couple of weeks. No, that's not happening. All right, well, we are going to kick our Rashad White conversation to the other side of this break. So coming up in just a moment, we are going to talk Rashad White, and Evan is going to give his thoughts on the Buccaneers NFL draft. Wrapping things up here on a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. James Yarko, Evan Klosky on Twitter at JYarko underscore Bucks at Eklosky WTSP. <laughs> All right. Todd McNair spoke about the addition of Rashad White to the running back room. And Rashad White has, has been vocal about how hard he works. Mm -hmm. And how his goal is to be the starting running back, even with Leonard Fournette already being there, being locked up. He, you know, he's locked and loaded, RB1. Rashad White doesn't care. He's going to work hard, and he wants to beat out Leonard Fournette and be the guy, which you got to admire, the drive, the passion, the work ethic, all of it. So Todd McNair said, quote, I think he'll fit well. I think that was a really good scheme fit. If you think back, We've always talked about David Johnson and how his role was in Arizona mm -hmm. in the offense. Lenny is kind of that fit. Uh, I'm sorry. Lenny kind of fit that bill because he could split out and perform wide receiver stuff. His versatility is a plus. This kid is a lot like Lenny in that aspect. He can split out, catch it, do all the stuff that we ask him to do. Just a great fit for us in the offensive scheme and things and quote. So Evan, what was your reaction? And we'll get to the rest of the draft class in just a second. What was your reaction on the selection of Rashad white, given the other running backs that were available at the time, most notably Florida Gator, Damian Pierce, who we all kind of pegged as, as the perfect fit. And then how do you see Rashad white fitting into this offense when he's there behind Leonard Fournette for now, according to Rashad white, uh, Gio Bernard and, and Keyshawn Vaughn. Yeah, first off, I mean, I, I like the attitude, right? I, I don't understand why, um, you know, players shouldn't be going in there to say, I I'm fighting to be the one, right? Nobody, even even Kyle Trask, right? You fight to be the one. That's what you're doing. Um, the coaches make the decision. That's that's where it's out of your hands. But overall, when they drafted him, as I said, the, the running back group was, was fairly deep. It was hard for me to really knock which way they would have went uh, around that kind of area. 
I like Damian Pierce more so for his run blocking. They wanted more of a for a playmaker who they believe um, can also block. Um, that's that's something that they they like. So they they think they got the best of both worlds in uh, in him versus maybe Damian Pierce, who I believe is you know will block first and and then try to provide some help you know in other areas, bulldog mentality, but. Uh, you know, I have, I have nothing wrong with this. Uh, he's got a chip on his shoulder. His resume is, you know, I, I, what he started at like a D3 school or like a JUCO or he, I mean, he's made quite the climb to Arizona state to then have the season that he had getting, you know, more than 1000 yards. So this is a dude who has earned every ounce of success coming his way has, has had to, work his tail off to get noticed. And you know, you're going to bring that into your running back room and see that at least in the beginning, just effort wise, you know, before everything starts clicking, then we get into what he's going to provide for the upcoming season. That remains to be seen. Obviously Lenny is going to be the guy Byron Leftwich called him a three down back at the press conference. So, we know Lenny's going to be the guy. We also know Lenny has a propensity to get injured. So in the scenario that he does, it will be very interesting to see where White fits in because you would imagine Gio Bernard kind of fits the same role that White plays. So Gio is going to get a lot of those third down snaps, maybe a couple of first and second down, and you would think, Keyshawn Vaughn would get the the running load, just the, you know, not as much pass protection, not as much catching out of the backfield. When Lenny was down and Gio came back uh, for that first game of the playoffs, Keyshawn Vaughn got 49% of the snaps and Gio Bernard got 49% of the snaps. So it was a true running back by committee. I would think maybe Rashad White can carve out you know, 10% snap share somewhere, you know, get a, get a, get a handful early on and let's see what he does with it. I think that backup running back position, that is open competition. I think if he really emerges, then we could see more of him throughout the season. Gio and, and Keyshawn Vaughn will be given first licks because of their veteran experience. All right. Well then real quick, Evan, you know, the last time you were on the show, we were reacting to a round one trade that the Buccaneers made uh, into the top of the second round. So that's really the first draft pick that you've been able to react to on this show. So you kind of go down the line, you got Logan Hall, Luke Gadecki, Cade Otten, Zion McCollum over your boy, uh, Tariq Woolen. They had the opportunity to, uh, to draft him. Birds up. Uh, yeah, you have you have Jake Camarda, uh, Co-Keeps, Andre Anthony. So what was your favorite pick out of the bunch? Which one left you scratching your head a little bit and just kind of your overall thoughts on, on the new class of Buccaneers? Uh, my favorite pick, and it's probably what everyone's doing, is, is McCollum. Uh, I think he's a freak athlete. He fits the athletic build of what the Buccaneers bring in. So they've kind of they they might have found a Mustang in there uh, hiding away in in the fourth round. So I I think he's maybe my highest ceiling of the group, and that's why I like him so much. 
Absolutely. You know, drafting a punter as high as they did. I'm not usually the biggest fan of that. They loved him. Obviously, Pinion after game one was a bit of an issue, and they believe that will resolve itself with this. They'll be able to save some money as well. They got scared off by a punter getting taken right before. So two, two specialists went right before. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, so nothing against the pick, by the way. I have nothing against the player. Um, this has just, you know, it's like drafting a running back in the first round. You just I don't love it because the, the value doesn't seem right for me. So as a whole, I think they got what they needed. I think they did a good job. Was I floored? Uh, did I think that the Buccaneers crushed it? Not necessarily. Uh, you know, who knows? Obviously, we'll find out in time. Do I think they did a bad job? Absolutely not. They attacked needs. They literally went down the list. Need, 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 need. And they just got what they needed. And there is nothing wrong with grabbing what you need from the grocery store versus what you want. So that is um, that's my overall assessment. I think last year was more depth guys, developmental guys, special teamers. This year was more of, hey, how can we replenish our two deep and kind of create some sort of help for a championship caliber roster because we lost some of that in the off season. So, you know, time will tell, but nothing that I was super excited about. I just thought it was a clean, a clean draft. Yeah. I I'm with you hundred percent on, on Zion McCollum and, and trading back into the draft to get him took the sting away from drafting a punter in the fourth, in my opinion. Um, so, but I've, I've been over that uh, before. So with that, Evan, we are going to get out of here. We'd like to thank you once again for making Locked On Bucks your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NFL. The schedule may be dark, but the NFL never stops, and neither does Locked On NFL get insights and opinions from hosts including Ross Jackson, Chris Carter, and Tony Wiggins, plus local Locked On NFL hosts repping all 32 squads. There's no offseason for real fans, so make sure you're subscribed to Locked On NFL on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. David will be back tomorrow on a solo episode. And speaking of YouTube, for those of you who subscribe to YouTube, for those of you who don't normally tune into YouTube, David and I will be going live on Ooh. Thursday at 7 o'clock with immediate schedule reaction and analysis. Live, 7 o'clock, Locked On Bucks YouTube page. You don't want to miss out on that. The, the chat will be jumping. I'm sure uh, G Vegas is going to be in there uh, talking about some things. We've already made our predictions for the primetime games. So David and I will get to make fun of each other for, for being wrong. And then, of course, all of you in the live chat will also get to make fun of us for being wrong. So Bucks Thursday Thanksgiving? Night, I don't think so. Bucks Christmas Day. Bucks Christmas Day against the Bengals. That's what I'm going with. Uh, so yeah, live seven o'clock locked on bucks, YouTube page, live schedule reaction and analysis. So make sure you are subscribed, set the alerts. So, you know, the minute the show begins 
If you have questions or topics that you would like covered, go ahead and send us an email to LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com or give us a shout at 813-444-5841. For Evan Klosky, I am James Yarko. Until we speak again, make sure you are checking out everything I'm doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you're checking out everything Evan is doing over there at 10 Tampa Bay at 10TampaBay.com. And make sure that you are following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at Eklosky WTSP. And don't forget about David over there at eHarrison82. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to one another, fire those cannons. Thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked On Bucks. <laughs>